Hey folks, greetings from the Offensive Security Group here at Secure IT 360, coming at you with a new episode of the Cyber Threat Perspective. You've got uh, myself, Brad, and Spencer here as well. And today we are talking about misconfigured and dangerous logon scripts, um, something that uh, we've had some recent experience with and thought it would make a super cool topic along with some other stuff. But just quick admin, if you guys like what we're doing, please share with your with your peers, um, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Rating really helps us out, especially on like Spotify and Apple Music if you're consuming this, um, you know, in, in audio form. With that said, um, set the stage for me, Spencer. What you got, man? Yeah, definitely. So this is an exciting topic for me because uh, kind of selfish plug. I wrote a, I wrote a tool to uh, help out, help defenders specifically, uh, help defenders identify this stuff. But you can use it if you're a pen tester or auditor or whatever else you do in security or IT. Uh, so dangerous logon scripts. What I mean by that are logon scripts that have credentials in them. So many times, uh, you know, when you're mapping network drives you're installing software, things like that, that, you know, it's common to put credentials in logon scripts. Uh, also, when I say dangerous logon scripts, I mean logon scripts that are mapping drives that no longer exist. So mm -hmm. mapping a share on a server that doesn't exist, and we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in kind of the use cases. And then kind of the third category I, I classify as dangerous logon scripts are administrative accounts that have logon scripts set. So that is just kind of inherently dangerous because of all the the misconfigurations that can happen. Yeah. So I definitely wouldn't recommend doing that for administrative accounts. I'd recommend using GPOs. So that's kind of what we're talking about. We're talking about dangerous logon scripts. It's kind of the high level gist of what this is going to be about. Um, so yeah, I, I want to kind of get on the, the podcast, talk about it, talk about the tool I made, how it might be able to help you guys if you're listening um, and, and what to do about it to remediate this kind of risk. All right. So I think most folks know what a, uh, what a logon script is, but just for the, in the, in the, you know, case that someone's not familiar with them, you know, run, run me through kind of what they're generally used for. It, it almost sounds like based on your description, like everything they do could potentially be dangerous. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, the preferred method when we get to remediation and, you know, how to close these gaps is the preferred remediation for this or the preferred method is to use group policies, if you can, mm -hmm. or other management tools. So logon scripts. Uh, logon scripts are things that run when a user logs on. So it's a script that gets executed in the context of the user who's logging on. Mm -hmm. So that could be Susie in accounting. That could be IT admin, right? Yeah. Um, you can uh, do this, you can create logon scripts or, or manage logon scripts uh, through the AD profile of the user. So the script path attribute is where that logon uh, script uh, actually is referenced. It lives on the sysvol share in the scripts folder uh, on the domain controllers. And you can also do this through group, pol group policy. But the common use cases for this are to map network drives. So, you know, if you have an accounting group, you want to map the accounting shares. You have an IT group, you want to map the IT shares, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's also common to use logon scripts to install printers. So, you know, multiple different groups have different printers and different offices. So it's a convenient way to do that. You can update software, you can delete temp files, you can, you know, track users logging in and, and inventory, uh, 
you know, user activity, you can run commands. There's a lot you can do with log on scripts. They're very versatile, very powerful. Uh, but we also, I also see them very commonly misconfigured on internal pen tests. Yeah. Um, and again, the important part of this is they run under the context of the users who's logging in. So Susie in accounting or the IT admin. Yeah. And, you know, in, in a former life, you know, I think you and I both spent some time doing sysadmin stuff and, you know, we would hear clients refer to their X drive or their F drive or whatever it is. And, you know, those are usually set through logon scripts and GPO's capability was not as robust some time ago. And so, you know, we have more options available to us, better options. And, you know, I mean, I can remember a time when we were doing um, patch deployment in, in uh, log on scripts. I can remember when we were doing, like you said, you know, app yeah. upgrades, like we were deploying full on binary, like win yeah. log on stuff. Um, I think at one point we even changed the, the Microsoft Gina. If you don't know what that is, it's the, the pop up that you put your username and password in yeah. using log on scripts. And so mm -hmm. it has a ton of flexibility because it's a, effectively, it's a batch file that runs yeah. every single time a user logs in. So it's a great opportunity yep. to, to, to do stuff. Um, but it offers a whole lot of options, which I think you're about to cover for, for doing something bad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely, you know, coming from an IT background, like you said, I definitely appreciate the flexibility and the, the usability of it. Logon scripts are fairly easy to use, right? You just net use, you map your shares, you can map them to different groups of users and it's very flexible and it's very efficient, but you know, how can they be dangerous, right? Why are we talking about this? Uh, I have four use cases that I kind of want to talk through that highlight the risks of this. And then, you know, we'll talk about how to find it. Um, we'll talk about the tool that I wrote and kind of how to fix those things. So use case number one, uh, it's the most common too, is just credentials in the shares, right? Mm -hmm. You are mapping a, a share and you, for some reason, are mapping it not as the user who's logging in, but another user. Mm -hmm. Maybe you haven't configured the share permissions properly to allow a certain group of users access to that share, and you need to quickly give them access. So you run net use with slash user and a password. Right. And that password is in plain text, right? It's not encrypted or obfuscated by any means. So that is the most common issue that we see on internal pen tests is just, you know, passwords. A lot of times these are privileged accounts too. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Well, and and I think it illustrates um a larger problem too downstream. So like there's the risk of you, the bad guy, being able to just be like, oh, cool, username and password, I'll take that. And then leveraging that to do bad things. But you also run into other things, right? So like how are you logging file uh, object access if you're mounting it under alternate al alternate credentials, right? Because now at that yep. point, you know, every object access audit event for in, in what I'm describing is basically how you would know who did what to the files. Yeah. Um, is going to occur under the credentials of the net use command itself if you don't let it happen under user the user's yep. um, permissions. And so so you're really creating like downstream forensics, downstream auditing yeah. and recoverability problems too. And to use a word from my sys background, non-repudiation, right? There's no non-repudiation. It's too possible. many syllables, man. <laughs> yeah, we got to back that up a little bit, you know? <laughs> But that's a real thing, you know, you it know, is. it's, it it's is. not being able to track the auditing of that. Like you said, yeah. um, you know, if, if users are able to manipulate sensitive data, you're not able to track down who it is. There's yeah. lack of accountability there. Agreed. So use case number two, right? Uh, mounting shares or shared, uh, shared drives uh, that are mounted 
with unsafe permissions. And what I mean by that is the share itself has unsafe permissions. So let's say we have server one slash IT share, right? And maybe we're deploying software through group policy or sorry, through the logon scripts, right? So maybe we're installing Notepad++. It's on that, that file share. And that file share itself has unsafe permissions such that it allows you know, users to modify the, the files within that share. Yep. We're mounting a share. That program is getting executed in some contexts. Yeah. Con- contexts? In some Context. contexts. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Words are hard. So that <laughs> file, that binary, is getting executed in some certain situations. Yeah. Maybe the software, uh, maybe that logon script's running on a new PC that you just deployed, right? And it's installing yep. that for the first time and you're running it as admin, right? So this situation is you're mapping shares. Those shares have unsafe permissions yep. that allow users to manipulate things or um, change data, change files, things like that. That's also a fairly common scenario. Yeah, we used to use, I think it was called BG Info if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that. And it puts this like, I'm going to see if I can do this on the screen. It puts up this like little square that says, this is your host name, your IP address, your yep. group membership, you know, stuff like that. And so what we would do is we had a logon script that would check to see if it was installed or if, if the INI file was the right one. And if it was wrong, it would go grab one off of yep. the IT share. And that is exactly the wrong thing to do because of the reasons you describe, especially if the permissions are not correct. Yep. Like, like if I have, if, if, if domain users has right permissions to that folder. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard. You know, a lot of firms have a lot of file shares. That's yeah. a lot of permissions to manage. It's a lot of groups to manage. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's an inevitable, uh, it, you know, it's inevitability that something is going to be misconfigured because there's so many moving parts there. Sure there is. Uh, and I see that too. And in kind of funny story, you can actually get code execution with BG info. Um, it can actually be used to run VB, VB script files, which you were alluding to, yep. right? And if, you know, you have shares that are that are slightly misconfigured, which is very easy to do, especially with legacy software, um, that becomes a, a very serious issue. And that can allow for code execution on all your endpoints, lateral movement, privilege escalation, a lot of, a lot of bad things. Agreed. Yep. So the third use case, non-existent shares. So this is a little well, bit how less How could that common. be a problem? Come on, man. It's just going to miss. <laughs> it's going to yeah, miss, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah. It can, so if you're following along, you kind of notice a trend of like bad to a little bit more bad to a little <laughs> bit worse. And then ultimately we'll get to like the worst case scenario. So non-existent shares, what I mean by that is you're mounting a share where the server doesn't exist. Maybe the share doesn't exist or the server. And what happens is, you know, by default, users in Active Directory are able to create DNS entries. So if I notice that there's a share being mounted uh, that doesn't exist, I, as an attacker on the network, could potentially create a DNS entry for that redirect all that traffic to my host and potentially capture credentials or, you know, convince users to, uh, you know, mount a share that I own Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, plant files there for them to click on stuff like that. So that also is a pretty big issue. Um, It's very hidden. It's, it's very subtle. And I just, you know, kind of recently started noticing this was happening more and more, which is what one of the reasons the, that prompted this this tool creation for me is is this specific issue. Um, it's it's very sneaky, 
and uh, it can kind of catch you by surprise if you aren't looking for it. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me, man. And 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 I like that it is subtle in that, you know, at first glance, like how could that really cause a problem? But if you start stacking things, you know, which I think is, is kind of a theme here mm-hmm. is that any one little small misconfiguration is not a big deal, but we see these, they compound each other. Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, you know, in use case number four that I'll talk about is, you know, the least common, but I see it enough to warrant this discussion, this tool and kind of putting this information out there. Cause I haven't seen a lot of people talking about abusing logon scripts. So this situation, the last one I'll talk about is when you have admins who have a logon script mm-hmm. and that logon script is set in the script path attribute of their account in Active Directory if you want to go look. So admins have a logon script set. That logon script is mounting a share that doesn't exist. And uh, you know, there's uh that alone is is an issue we'll talk about. So there's like an A and a B to this. So mm-hmm. that alone, or there, you know, uh, in that logon script, they're initiating a software installation or some execution of some program running uh, in that logon script that an IT admin might execute when they log in. Right. So part A, part A, admin with a script, logon script set that's mounting a share that doesn't exist. So what we can do as an attacker is we can create a DNS entry for that server that doesn't exist. We just point it to our malicious host. We set up an SMB server ourselves, and we just wait for uh, an admin to log in. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, we can steal their uh, a hash of their credentials, and we can relay those credentials. We can try and take those offline and crack them. Uh, there's a number of things we can do with that. But that is the worst case scenario is you've got an orphan share or, or share that doesn't exist, uh, and you have admins who are logging in with logon scripts set that that are trying to map that share. So let me ask you this: as a, as a regular domain user, can I go look at the contents of all the login scripts? Oh yeah, definitely. They're they're world readable um, by all users. Um, so that again, you know, part part of the the drawback of this is a lot, and a lot of GPOs are world readable, um, but not necessarily some of the settings and things like that. So yeah, logon scripts, world readable. They're in the sysfall share of the domain. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of the reason I asked that was like, think about that for a second. Anybody in your organization can go and access and, and follow because it's a plain text script, folks. They can read that script and create attack paths against certain groups and certain subsets of high value targets within your organization. People like executives who I guarantee you have a separate set of login scripts than, than, you know, you know, your normal receptionist. So, um, you know, we can really leverage these and we do to, to, to yep. move, get that lateral movement or that privilege escalation within that organization. Yep. Yeah. And part B to the, the most critical scenario is where there's a software installation or some binary that is getting executed as a result of a logon script. And it kind of takes in scenario two where there's unsafe share permissions Mm-hmm. But this is a specific binary that's getting executed in the logon script that has unsafe permissions. So that scenario I said with Notepad++, that is this scenario is the logon script is executing something. Someone, uh, you know, a privileged user or even a low privileged user logs in. You can manipulate that binary 
uh, because of the unsafe permissions and get code execution, lateral movement, all those things as a result. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And, and how often would you say when you see these IT shares that have all these software installations on them, how often would you say they're, they're RW instead of just R? Uh, I would say more, more often than not, I find some si- some kind of share permissions on every engagement. It might not be the case that they are mapped in a logon script or they're referenced right. in a logon sh- on script. Um, but most definitely pretty much every engagement, there's some sort of share misconfigurations that allow low privilege users to do bad things in maybe 30 to 40% of those engagements. I see this issue with logon scripts. So it is very common. It's very prevalent, especially in big organizations. We just did an internal pen test for a pretty big organization. They had 40 logon scripts or something like that. And they were all broken out, you know, IT, accounting, yep. Yep. document management, um, you know, uh, attorneys and, you know, support staff and, and stuff like that. Um, so it was separated by all the different groups, right? And it's great because I can see exactly what shares those users are going to have access to. So I can go right to HR and be like, okay, these are the things that are probably pretty sensitive to the organization, to the yeah. firm. All right. So the big question, I guess, how do you fix it? What do you do? What do you do about it? Yeah. So how do you fix it? Um, so part of the problem is finding this shoe. And then the other part is, is fixing it. So, um, what I would do is, uh, go to GitHub, uh, github.com slash techspense slash script sentry. There'll be a link uh, in the description, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and clone the repository, run that script. Uh, if nothing comes out, great. Um, you know, this is not uh, a little caveat. It's not going to find every single misconfiguration. There's still a lot of work to do with it. Um, there's still a lot of like little nuances to it, but that script that I created, it's called script sense script century, mm-hmm. uh, is a tool that I wrote to help identify these kind of four use cases, uh, and kind of present them in a readable fashion so that you can see exactly what issues you might have with that. Right. Um, so that is, you know, the quick way to do it is just go download my, my tool, run it, fix all that stuff that spits out. But for the sake of kind of describing, uh, how I would do it without that or how this tool does it is number one, inventory, all your scripts, logon scripts that are on your DCs and your domains and your forests, yeah. right? All those logon scripts should have a purpose. You should have a business need for it and you should know what they're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're installing software, those are things that you want to know about and and document. Um, My recommendation would be to, you know, weed out the ones that you don't need. So if there's a logon script that's doing something that you can do with group policy or some other tool that's a little bit safer to use or easier to manage, I would recommend doing that. Um, But you want to check for plain text credentials, right? Check all those logon scripts for creds. Uh, check those shares that are being mounted, make sure they still exist, right? There's not a convenient way to do it other than, you know, Joe and IT being like, oh yeah, that server doesn't exist anymore, especially if you if you have a lot. So inventory all those shares, make sure they still exist. And if not, you know, get rid of those. Um, if you're 
deploying any software through logon scripts, check the file share permissions. Any UNC path that's in a login script, check the permissions on that. Yeah. You definitely don't want everyone group to have full control, which is very common, yeah. right? Or domain users or have read, write and, and stuff like that. Um, and then the last thing that goes along with the use case I presented earlier are check all of the admin accounts, all of your privileged accounts in the environment. If they have a logon script uh, there, you know, if they're assigned a logon script, there better be a really good reason for it. And you better know exactly what they're doing right. so that you know there's no uh, possible way those could be abused by doing those things that I said earlier. So review those scripts for those things. That'll help you out. Or like I said, just run that script. It'll find a lot of the stuff for you and you can fix it. Yeah, man. I don't want anything running automatically when I log in with a privileged account, period. Yeah. Like that's the reality because, you know, if I am, these are, you know, important accounts that I'm using for important stuff. So like, yeah, maybe don't do that at all. Yeah, especially if, especially you if you're it. using like privilege access workstations or a jump box or something like that. And you've got a logon script running on every machine that kind of defeats the purpose of that jump box, right? Exactly. Of that paw. So yeah, yeah. Um, admin accounts, privilege accounts, those should be very, very tightly controlled. Totally agree, man. Totally. So you heard it, folks. Go check out Script Century. It's something Spencer put together. It's free. Um, you don't even have to read the content. Just run it in your environment. And it's a no, I'm kidding. You should absolutely look at everything <laughs> you download from the internet. Yeah. Um, Full disclaimer, I'm a pen tester. But yeah. there are no, there, there's nothing malicious about it. It, in fact, is not going to get flagged by AV. It's using all built-in, you know, Windows commands like get ACL and, you know, just yeah. regexes to look for stuff. But yes, to your point, Brad, read Always the source code. It. If you're not familiar <laughs> with it, have somebody read it for you, yeah. download it, run it in your environment and, and try it out. Yeah. We're not advocates of you running random things from GitHub in your environment. Um, so with that said, that's all we have for you today. Thank you for listening and watching. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Um, and go ahead and check out the blog too, offsec.blog. There'll be a link in the description. There will be a write-up about this tool on the blog that will be accompanying this podcast. You know, So be on the lookout for that. Um, and there'll be a ton of value there. And, and we're actually doing a lot of stuff on the blog right now, putting out some really good white papers. And so check that out if you get a chance. Uh, until next time, we'll see you.